0: Hi, good morning, everyone, and welcome. This is Seek Sustainable Japan. I'm JJ Walsh here in Hiroshima, and today I have the pleasure of talking with Yuko Nakao in Australia. Thanks for joining, Yuko. Good morning, Joy and everyone. It's great to have you on the show. Uh, we've, known we've known I'm each known other. We've known each other for know. a while, but. Uh, I think we first met when you were doing your minka, your old house renovations in Hiroshima, right? That's right. Yeah. Thanks for coming to inspect. Yeah, of and, course. Uh, it's a beautiful old house. And that's you. kind of your origin story for how you got interested in Japanese tools, right? That's Can you tell story. us a bit of that story?
1: Yes. So as you know, we've been um, fixing this house. It's about, we think it's about 160 years Um and, um, yeah, so um, while we were fixing the house, my husband being the landscaper, he's interested in, we've got a tiny yard, but he's always interested in going to those, you know, dike. Uh, what is it, daiki and cornan you know, those DIY shops. So uh, we started getting this timber, whatever, and he's always going to the landscaping section and getting all this stuff for himself, you know, for his interest. And one day he picks up this um $30 secateurs, and Snip, he's like, oh, you e know, F. And um, he didn't, he, actually, he doesn't swear. You know him, he doesn't swear. He's like, holy cow. And, um, and I said to him, um, so you're, because he says um, this is much better than my $120 Swiss secretaries that I buy in Australia because that's the most expensive, uh, the high quality secretaries that you can get here um, available commonly. And in a place called Bunnings, <laughs> and um, so I said to him, um, "You would love, you know, the the, the proper stuff." Um, oops, I think I lost you. No, no, you're right. Sorry, I did lose you.
0: Okay, um, I've yeah. still I've still got you. So yep. even even a cheap pair of uh, made in Japan yeah. shears from a local DIY shop uh yeah. really surprised the both of you how much better quality it was not me um, not me Not he, you not you okay not
1: me, not me. <laughs> and um I, and I said you know um why don't you try the the top of the you know trade like top of the range and so we I got him um $100 secretaires from this company Toyama Hamano that we now we re- represent and one snip he was like Speechless. He's like, oh, like that. Like, I, I still remember his face and the reaction, uh, which I love seeing all of, of my customers, actually. And he said, Yuka, you've, you've got to see these guys. I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> and as, as you know, back then, our kids were almost toddlers, you know, and they said, oh, you know, they're like 100, 100 kilometers away I'm not going to see them. And then he's like, please ask your mom to look after them and we've got to have to go see them. I'm like, I thought he was joking, right? At first, no, he wasn't. So so that's what happened. We hopped on the Shinkansen. On the way, we dropped the kids and then went to see this guy. I made an appointment with this uh, Mr. Toyama in Tsubame, it's, uh, in Tsubame um, sorry, no, Sanjo in Niigata. A lot of people think Tubame and Sanjo, but it's two different places right next to each other, and they're in Sanjo. And, um, yeah, we hop off the Shinkansen uh, station. It's very slow, you know, like (laughs) almost the middle of nowhere, but that Shinkansen Station, there's no one around except there's a showcase full of blades and um, uh, stainless steel stuff and going, what's going on in this city? Apart from that, we get out, you know, there's hardly any taxis around, but like these um, rice paddies. And yet this is the city where the, you know, best of the world come out of. And we have since visited other cities of blades. They're all the same very sleepy. You don't know what's going on. You don't see anyone. But yet, when you go to the factories, there's the world best products of whatever they're making. It's it's quite surreal. Wow.
0: That's a, it's a great start to your business. And then you went back to Australia, your husband's Australian. You were going back and forth between Japan and Australia. Uh, yeah. for a while anyway and now you're based in Australia where you do an online shop and you've been doing sales not only in
1: Australia but all over the world right that's right yeah i've always had that in mind because i felt that um a lot of the stuff that we offer that they have never really officially been out of of course you know those days you can buy them in japan and you can put it on amazon or uh, eBay, whatever, but officially they've never really been outside. And, um, I mean, some of them are, have been, but I'm the official distributor for many of those. And um, I just realised that even even though they sell these products, no one's really in-depth explaining the differences between, bla- uh, you know, uh, steel or why, uh, uh, most of all, why they cost that much more than what you get in those, you know, shops. For example, you can get $6 secretaries here in Australia. But but why ours cost $200? And that's, someone has to explain that scientifically, you know, why uh, the steels are, you know, how the steels are different, how it's made differently and why they do those methods. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's, it's amazing when you learn about it And you learn how a lot of the tool makers in Japan, they were samurai sword makers, right? And then they transitioned to making tools after uh, samurai was outlawed and there's no more samurai system in Japan. Um, So they took that amazing high quality technique of making samurai (laughs) blades and took that into making really strong tools which are made to last generations it's not that's just right. that's right not just for your life and so um I've ordered some of the uh-huh. beautiful oh, scissors you and they arrived good. so we're gonna do a little unboxing um at the end of the show but I'm really excited to have and you really your business has really made me think about uh of course supporting local artisans is important but Why not buy these beautiful tools that Mm. I can enjoy using, but also I can pass on to other people to use after I'm done, you know, and then it's made of all metal. It's made of natural (coughs) material. So you could recycle it. Um, You guys also do repairs. We're going to talk about a little bit later, Um, but you've had a really wonderful reaction from yes. magazines and yes. professional landscapers in in australia
1: right yes and tvs and uh, newspapers um it's um very overwhelming and um yeah i um sbs in particular um uh, special broadcasting uh tv network in australia they um have featured me a few times yeah that's the big one that the we got in the early on and in our business and um yeah i think that um a lot of people like yourself uh, resonate with you know long lasting products not just beautiful not just functional but you know um and then it's it's really hard to 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 communicate that to our users and consumers because you've got to be using them for four years five years like my husband to to really know because you know, Joy, you you got the pair of scissors now, but you will tell me, hopefully, in four or five years, you got. They're still going strong. They're still, you know, ten years time. You give it to your kids, and and um, the effect is actually, you know, uh, you felt much after, even after you're gone. So so that's how long it lasts, and, and people don't get to be told that when they buy them. And I think we need to know that because yeah. I'm still using my grandmothers.
0: Oh, that's amazing. And then, yeah, I saw uh, on your Instagram that you were talking about refurbishing some, yes. some very old ones from your, your grandparents. I, I yes. love that. Uh, we've got Venston, who's joined us from YouTube. Welcome. Uh, Hi, if anybody has questions or comments along the way, please make sure to drop them in and we'll, we'll talk about them. Uh, so, Yuko, let's talk a little bit more about uh, recent uh, products that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really love this bonsai tool set. Uh, Very beautiful good, good, good. Satsuki style design of the yes. the fabric. Uh, can you tell us about this set?
1: Sure. It's um it's a five piece set, and it's uh, probably good for beginners um just to starting out bonsai and um they're all made by different craftsmen and we waited about 6 7 months for the set that we have to uh, to come to me because i think one of the the um scissors i can't remember which sorry was out and the distributor in japan um that he gets this, um, um, you know, product for me. She said that, um, yeah, one of them the craftsmen's just a bit, bit. Um, I don't know. Um, she, I can't remember if she said he was sick or or something other. But either way, they are all so old <laughs> that you know they can't make them. You know, hundreds of them anyway a day, and they're all handmade, of course. So, um, yeah, so some of us uh, are aware of the problems because we just, we sell them really well, but we just can't get enough of them. And the reason behind it is because um, the craftsmen's, uh, you know, got, uh, well, well, I guess the the demand and uh, supplies not met, but also why why that is, is because um, they're not getting enough profit. Um, they simply that, I I think because the young ones are not following the footstep of their, you know, grandparents, their parents, because a lot of these are uh, family-owned businesses and they don't really give you the secrets of how they make things, how they, you know, they they might have their special way of sharpening and also the machines that they need to make these uh, products costs a lot of money. So you, you can't just go, oh, one day, you know, I want to be a blacksmith and then I might just do that. It's, it's, it's a very hard craft to go into. Um, so I think if the prophets follow, there will be a lot of young people who will be interested in, in following because you can't just do it for romance and history and the pride that you feel for it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a problem in Japan with the aging society. But also, it seems like the apprenticeship system is really difficult, right? You have to spend years working basically for no yeah. pay because you're getting experience. And then you have to kind of uh, give your life, your future to that business saying that you'll work for them forever. And then eventually you start making money. And it's, I mean, it's, it seems like, uh, it's very difficult to be sustainable in that old style with the modern problems that we're having with the aging population,
1: overall young people working and stuff. Right. That's right. So, um, on that topic of apprenticeships, I I can show you why this, this also explains why Japanese scissors, as opposed to non-Japanese scissors, why they cut so well. This is one of the secrets that people don't know about. Um, it's easy to show you with a big blades. So this is um, made by Yoshioka Hamano. He's huge. He's, he's She's go to um, UK, like 2,000 pairs a, a, a year or something, huge. He's very popular in, in the world. But no one knows it's Yoshioka because it's branded someone else's logo on it. So I said to them, we have to stop OEM, original equipment manufacturing, you know. You need to sell as your own product because that's how one way of surviving, you know. And anyway, so the secret, going back to the secret of Japanese scissors, see that the back blade is concave. That's one of the secrets. When I started this business like eight years ago, I went to see Toyama Hamano in in Niigata. I said to the CEO then, he's retired now, uh, the fourth CEO, uh, um I said to Tramasan, uh oh, this, you know, the blade, it's so beautiful. And he laughed at me and said, you don't know anything about blades, do you? And I said, you're right, I don't. He says, if you know blades, you look at the back. It's not the front, it's the back. And apparently um it's all done this way. It's concave. And you I show you this big one, like an Edward scissor type, hand scissor, you know, I don't scissor hand type because you can see it but your scissors joy that too is concave and this little thing little blades you can't see it but it is those guys can see that they can feel that they always check that but we can't we don't know so and and to get this skill right takes about eight to 10 years, meaning they're not gonna be able to sell anything during that time. And they need uh, apprentices
0: who are learning with them for that long before they're actually productive in making the products that can sell, right?
1: That's right, yeah. So I ask all my adjutants, yeah, I ask all my adjutants, what what was the most difficult thing to learn when you're doing it? It's not sharpening, it's it's the back blades. And for them, those other scissors in the world, that's not being done at all, you know, those the back has been sort of left flat. They call them toys for this reason because it's so hard and it's so important and that's why they cut, but they don't do it. There you go.
0: I, I love this picture on your Instagram with you in a beautiful kimono with these giant shears.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's very me, isn't it,
0: Joy? So you're you're bringing the the love of kimono to your love of tools. Um, yes, you you've also studied ikebana, so you talk about ikebana shears. Your husband is a landscape designer. So you have a lot of in-house, you have a lot of local knowledge, yeah, but I no, imagine I you've be been Hannah, learning. You've been it.
1: learning so much since you started business, been, right? Been, yeah, because you don't. If you don't know users and how they use it, you can't sell. It is just if you if they know more than you. I, one thing I learned: you just can't sell. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, let's let's talk about some of the support that you've had as a woman in business. Uh, you were supported by Global Sisters. Can you tell us yes.
1: about that? Sure. So um, I've taken over this business from my husband who's started and he's a landscaper, so he doesn't really have the time to drive this import, you know, business. So, But but I was always behind the scene, you know, doing the negotiations, getting the stuff in and researching. So I said to him, I'll, I'll drive this business. You do your landscaping and this is going to be mine so since then I've um thought of ways to you know because I was a mom um I wasn't working full-time and but also I didn't want to rely on my husband for funding you know the on all of that stuff that you need so I was searching for someone who could help me and and I came across I saw this it was SBS as well I think they support um at Global Sisters, this NPO Australian organization. Um it was Cambodian ladies doing catering business. And she she this lady said, if it wasn't for Global Sisters, uh we wouldn't be here. And I thought, who who are they? I've never heard of them. So I Googled straight away and um I signed up. Um it's an organization who uh, supports um female micro business entrepreneurs and um they have done a lot for me since so this was um i think it was two years ago i joined and um so the the big thing was that they do um they're about five thousand five hundred close to six um thousand members um in australia at the moment like people like me and um they do business pitches they organize business pitch where they um, gather sponsors like um, I don't know it could be Google or eBay or uh, Vogue uh, the magazine or the Visa international uh, Unilever um, you know a big IT company that they, they gather a lot of those CEOs who resonate with global sisters you know that they also, this is about sustainability as well, right, Joy? Um, if women can't shine, you know, in a, a financial, you know, economical activities, um, it's not sustainable society. So, you know, they they recognise that and they, um, they get all these sponsors and funding and, and they coach us, they guide us as to what we need to do. Anyway, so... I was selected last year for one of them to go in front of those CEOs and, and pitch my business. So that's what, um, what, what I did. And I think at the time it was about 30 girls out of there. And, um, yeah, and I was lucky few that got on TV and um, also got some newspaper coverage, uh, national newspaper coverage. So that, um, that helped a lot.
0: Yeah, oh, it's awesome. Uh, You also feature a woman who's designing knives. I was really interested in that story. Uh, But we have a quick question from Vincent. He he said he loves bonsai. And uh, he said, can the public visit the factories? Ah. I know in Japan, this is uh, Ah. popular, like up-and-coming new style of tourism, uh, industrial tourism, visiting the workshops. Um, maybe trying sharpening or trying something a little bit um, more yes. easy for first timers to do. Is that is that something that you could set up with some of your your um, that you order from or at the
1: moment um, the the craftsman that I deal with no you, I you know they only see the distributors and the customers of of, of them their crafts and um i i really can't push that because they're just up to neck with their production and um it's i'm actually trying to get them to come to australia and 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 you know promote their stuff with me but they can't even leave their factory for a week it's, no, it's, 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 it's
0: yeah and the whole tourism industry in japan is like that right now They Mm. just don't have enough staff because during COVID, a lot of businesses closed. A lot of people were let go because there was no tourism. And now everybody's scrambling to get staff again. But especially these craftspeople, they're not really set up for tourism. So they would need extra staff like you.
1: To collaborate with them, right? But you know, having said that, I would. This is going to be the next stage that I would love to see happen. One, they have to survive. They have to survive. They're saying another five to ten years to traditional seasons and the craftsmen over seventy. They they. They're just desperately looking for ways to survive at the moment, and I just don't want to put another burden on them by doing this. But having said that, having visited all these factories with my husband Lindsay, it's, you would definitely see how much care and you know effort goes into making just one pair of scissors and there's yeah. hundred different processes and you yeah. get to see that. And I, um, I
0: think, like I've been doing guiding since the go- the borders opened again, and I love taking people to traditional craft shops, yes, and and introducing to them the stories that I know about the shop, about yes. how the products are made, and then being that bridge as a guide between the visitor and the the local craftspeople who yes. don't have that like Mm. pr ability yet in english and then the visitors are so happy and usually the tourists want to buy the products because then they know the stories then they saw them at work so in that way tourism really can help
1: with the sustainability uh, of
0: the business right
1: look there are crafts like the landscape is here who want to learn how to sharpen, how to look after, how it's made. You know, the professional people want to go and do that. But they just, at the moment, sadly, don't have the capacity. And I don't want to push this. As much as I agree with your audience who just questioned that and you, because I love doing that and you learn so much more. Having said that, it's just my uh, craftsman this is, but there are others who offer um, these services. For example, I, I just saw it in his um, uh, Instagram this morning. I think it's Noguchi um, Hamono. Um, they're in, I think, Tottori. They do mostly uh, farming tools but they also let you, you know, have a go at doing things and they have that as a commercial um, a thing set up, I think, some of them. So do Google. It's just, unfortunately, it's not my my people, but um, I know they exist and um, particularly if you contact local, um, you know, the, the Chamber of Commerce thing, like um, every um, Blade regions, like say, Tosa is Kochi, Tosa Hamono is Kochi, um, Echizen e- 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 Hamono is uh, fuku- Fukui, and Echigo e- e- um, Hamono is Niigata, Seki uh, is Gifu, Mino Hamono. You know, those, sorry, yes, Min- Mino Seki. Anyway, sorry, I'm getting all the, the terminology wrong. but. Yeah. um yes yeah. so you you know, there were a lot of um local uh promotion uh you know of trades but yeah. they know who would do that who would accept but it's you know. it's it's making
0: that connection between uh the tourism industry yes. like the guides and the yes. hotels and the traditional industries, that's that's the gap at the moment that I'm seeing. Um, yes. But it's so nice that businesses like yours who are importing, who are telling the stories, mm. you're actually feeding into uh, people who want to go and visit these areas right. and maybe see the shop
1: and because to you've told the stories, right? So that's Yeah, you, you have to understand that those guys are hardcore, you know, blaze guys. They just can't even. I, I can't put them the a camera onto them. They're just, just you know, they're concentrating on making the best thing in the world, and that's all they're interested in. And I asked, there was another um, influencer like yourself um, from Canada, I wanted to uh, show one, you know, one particular type of scissors. And I asked him, do you want to just come and say hello? And he's like, no, I, you know, please, you go do it yourself. (laughs) They just, you know, they're this really shy, you know, I want to make the best, but I can't sell type of people. So, so I'm sort of giving them the voice I'm trying to learn what they know, and you know the fraction of that if it goes out in English, I'm very happy with. Uh, It's great that you do have some
0: short videos from your visits. You do have some photos, and I I think uh, you're right. We have to encourage these craftspeople to be a bit less shy because uh, the visitors, especially the people who invest in the tools, they want to see the people who are making it. They want they want to connect in but that first and formal,
1: personal way, right? Yeah, but first and foremost, they have to survive. And I think that's one thing that we're not seeing. It's actually really, really, at, you know, the, the tip to, you know, of extinct at the moment. It's, it's a real crisis that they are saying another five years. So we in Japan, we, we have to start buying these products to start with at the right price. And, um, and look after them because, you know, otherwise there's no factory visiting. They will be gone much faster than we think. Yeah. And I've already lost a lot, mind you. I've already lost a lot of them that I bought the whole stock and, um, you know, that's it. So we just need to before tourism comes in, we have to get them some sort of financial benefit before. Well, I,
0: I think it can come in at the same time. I don't think we have to do one before the other. I think they can Maybe. both they can both help each other because uh, tourism is here. So why not make it work, right? Uh, speaking yeah. of resilience, I think yes. one of the one of the parts of resilience for the the traditional tool making industry is to be more flexible, be more inclusive. And mm. so that's why I really love this story of the, the female designer who was asked, the graphic designer who was asked to design these beautiful knives. Yes. And um, no women have been involved in knife making in Japan, right? And, and then getting that exposure and bringing in the art, the artist side of it, and the mm-hmm. young people, as well as
1: uh, including women in the process, I love it. Yes. So um, the the story behind this is that um, it it's actually uh, credit to the city of Seki. I think they had this um, uh, campaign, uh, the, the the local government uh, driven campaign that the monozukuri, which is like you know craft uh making crafts the traditional crafts uh times the um connecting with the uh local design local designers so you know how sometimes we see crafts like like knives japanese knives i know they're really functional they're super sharp but to me a lot of them are ugly i'm sorry i said it a lot of them just don't really speak to me like i don't want to leave in in the kitchen, like this, like those really masculine, sword-looking thing. So, so this is their answer to, to that. Because a lot of women said that to them. Because you know, blaze. It's it, traditionally all men. You know, it's taken three days to do the fire and the forging, and you know, up all night and and that that tradition. And to to makers, to distributors, to to designers, they're all men. So. Um, I when I read that, they've used an uh, outside female lifestyle designer for the first time in, hundreds, in six years in history. I thought, I have to get this. I have to get this nice. I have to represent this. And th- the thing is, right, this was actually initially uh, developed for domestic um, market. They never intended to get this outside Japan. So I convinced them that definitely that's, that's not right. You know, we can definitely sell them here. It's not for domestic. Because this is, this is a company who's, who's actually really big and well-known in the industry. They um, already sold it at the time, 54 countries in the world. But no one knows their name, again, because most of what they've done is um, uh, OEM you know uh, original equipment man- manufactured for actually big names if i can mention they they have worked with big names in the past so yeah, uh, yeah
0: they they're beautiful now they're not cheap um, but like you say many times on your social media uh, like when you visit tours, they have knives with their names on or That's the right. artisans' names on and they use it for their mm. entire career. When That's you right. invest in quality and mm. made in Japan beautiful tools, you can mm. use them for a very That's long right. time and protect that heritage, but also what a pleasure
1: to use them, right? Yeah, it's beautiful. These uh, cherry um, sakura wood the timber there's a handle and that would be in itself you said they were uh, expensive but that would have been double the price if you do something like that also use a a external designer to make it beautiful like this um there's they've done a lot of things in here that's first in industry and um, for me that could cost double or triple but they've They've done a lot of things to also reduce the price as well. For me, I can't believe they are that cheap. When you, when you know, the, the, if, for example, cherry handle, you, if you get them from like, any timber you know, supplies, that would be three times more than the actual price. Um, but they actually wait for offcuts to come from furniture industry. They've made a deal you know to make this sustainably. And that's what they do. And that's why they can't pump out, you know, hundreds a day. They have to wait and then do it in a way so that the consumers can reach them at a very affordable price. And also um, I just want to add to those knives because I see a lot of Australians in particular, they just buy very expensive knives from Japan and, one, they don't know how to look after it. and and, two, um, they it's not for them. For example, if you're a home cook, I wouldn't get the very expensive, you know, Damascus, you know, those $2,000 knife because you would be sharpening them every day to get the the benefit of it. And who wants to do that at home? Certainly not me. I mean, I do sharpen mine, but not every day. Like, you know, and, and those things don't do that. That's really a no-no for Japanese um, scissors. Sorry, the, the blades. And yeah, so this particular uh, knife sits at the top of the household. Like, let's say, a ten percent of all the knives, uh, kitchen knives, uh, professional knives, like that, that you you know um, you would re- be required to look after it quite quite a bit, and you would be assumed to to know things about blades. But these sit at the very top of that, list of the 90%, meaning this you don't have to sharpen every day. Um, also, this company knows that you're not going to do that. So this is, you know, developed for house cooks but the top range, very close to the professional range, meaning that's um, carefree but sharp enough and lasts very long time. So it's, for me, you know, if you're not a, a chef that know about steel Uh, You know, Japanese blades, to be exact, because what's in here, Joy? It's different too. It's got rare metal in there, for the reasons that they need to be in there, like say corrosion resistance, or you know the strength that gives you um, so you can just chop um, pumpkins and stuff like that. But um, these steel that they choose, they carefully choose or make you know a, a different steel for the appropriate users so you know for the um professional chefs that might sharpen every day to us who doesn't who don't want to do it so yeah that's the difference yeah um let's talk
0: about the tool that you uh nominated in the melbourne uh flower and garden show and was awarded the best sustainable product at the show. Ta-da! That's awesome.
1: Yay. So it says Toyama Hamano and he it says Hidesa, which is the range of the fourth generation um, CEO. Now um, uh, passed on to the fifth generation of Toyama-san, but this is the fourth generation model and it's called, um, we named them, um, Slim Offset handle uh, secretaires and this is a high carbon and we have um, stainless steel model as well exactly the same but stainless steel more expensive a different different material but
0: now it says ergonomic which means it fits your hand and you have to use less power yeah work right
1: yep so it's offset so it just you know it's for right handers by the way and and they do have a left hander model. Um, I'm waiting forever for those, but they do have left hander model. So um, yeah, so see that it fits really well in your hand. But I've nominated this um, because I I only could nominate one. But I said to to them, I had to give them essays like you know pages and pages of why we should win this award. But you know, from the material to how they make to, you know, everything else, the, the problems that we face as well uh, in this industry. But um, that um, I had to choose because this already won a um, good design award in Japan, meaning the, you know, I, I didn't have to really prove that those who had never even touched or used them before because I figured that that would be the judge panel themselves, they would probably never even touch them before, like touch Japanese scissors before. So it, this was easy to prove. The quality has already been, you know, um, approved in, in Japan and that sort of stuff. But I said to the chairman, Michael um, Warner, I said, um, all of these things that I represent, they should win this. But you say pick one. So I pick this. I picked this because of of the, another reason too, Joy, because this is a standard model. This sells really well that um, Toyama make a lot of, of them, Me- meaning I can get them fairly easily compared to others. Some I wait for a year to reach us. So this, you know, in case I saw uh, one, I can still sell them steadily. Um, that's the reason behind it as well, but... Honestly, I, I think that they, you know, all of them should have won, every one of them, and Michael said that, and they came to my booth and they said, yes, I can see that, and, um, yeah, and and this is really for all of your products. So I, I share this wing with all the craftsmen that I represent.
0: That's awesome. I love that and uh you've had some famous uh australian landscapers and gardeners yes. who who are big fans of the products that you're importing
1: right like that's jason right. Hodges here so that's jason hodges he's done 16 years on tv and um uh i don't know Joy, have you seen another photo of me with another guy um charlie uh he's holding these as well so All of them, uh, like my products, all of them, but they're coming particularly for this. Jason Hodges um, has been in a TV uh, called uh, Better Homes and Gardens and that's a very long run in in Australia and they have landscaping section and, you know, uh, gardening section. Um, Also, Charlie, yeah, that's it, Charlie, he charlie albone he has won this year's melbourne international garden flash show that big show i'm sorry big award which is the gold you know shore garden award so he's like everyone wants to talk to him he's on tv He's been interviewed but after winning his his um award he came straight to our booth and he got this and I was ready to explain to him, um, oh, sorry, just going back to Charlie, he's also the crew of um, uh, Better Homes and Gardens and um, he's a landscaper. But he is still on telly at the moment. Jason's retired and, uh, from that show and Charlie's still on the show and he won the Gold Show Garden Award. But he knew exactly what he wanted. He came. He picked this curved cheese. Can you see, Joy? That it's sort of curved. Yeah, this is from Yoshoka Hamano, and it's very, very hard to make. <laughs> and and um, this is apparently we are the only distributors of Yoshoka in the world that sell them. So that's why I get inquiries from in in every language you can think of: Russian, or the Spanish, or the and, yeah, so this is what they really want. This is for um you know uh torpory and the sh- the shapes that you make with those you know um plants, bowls. that's what they use for and wow. um apparently that's awesome yeah. yeah
0: i'm I'm looking at all the tools. I just bought one little pair of oh, yeah, sure. so i feel I feel like it's my journey has just begun, you know. Like now I'm thinking, oh, when I garden, oh, I I actually want really nice scissors or I want decent shears. I'm not gonna buy from the DIY shop anymore. You know, I'm gonna invest. Look at that beautiful, beautiful packaging. Uh, If you're in Japan, like I am, uh, Yuko can set it up so it comes straight to you from the maker in Japan. I just yes. love these. It's just amazing. There's no plastic anywhere. I'm going to use these for many years and then pass it on to my kids. They can continue Good. using. I love
1: it. That's Thank you for buying that, uh, Joy. I was so overwhelmed. Um, but um, you know the story of, of the craftsman. He's actually quite uh, well-known. Um in the reason is because uh, Nikkei paper is like Nikkei, the financial, you know, paper in Japan. They they featured him as well. Um, is that um, he is one of the two living craftsmen that can do that type of scissors in a traditional way. You might see other uh, type of scissors like the grip scissors, yeah, um, but they are what what's called Nikki, which means that that. To, there might be two parts uh, put together. It, it it's not hand forged, or uh, um, there might be plastic handle, or and all sorts of reasons. So this is mine. Um, this is one piece of um, steel, like a like chopstick. It comes in one piece of steel, and then he hammers, you know, the the tips, and then make blades. And then um, the other secret actually of Japanese scissors is that see you've got um, a, a, the edge and this here it's different metal it's one um, piece of metal hammered and heated hammered and all of that but he puts a little piece of um, a, a steel a special steel that makes the edge but he it's not cast iron, he hand forges it to onto to that. The reason being that this has to be sharpened and, and um uh, worked so that it can't be super hard or you know, it, it has to be a special steel. And I would imagine there the that that little bit is very expensive. But this you just gotta be strong and it has to be, you know, it um moves like that. So there's a different steel. Um uh, for for the body,
0: it's so and, beautiful and so simple, and it is just wonderful to hold in your hand. I love it. Uh, it we've got some great comments and questions. Gregory had said, "Do these craftsmen themselves seem to show much concern that the craft uh, should be kept alive? Are they feeling like hopeful for the future? Is there a hopelessness in the, f- There's in the
1: craft- definitely hopelessness? Yeah. So so the talk about Kenshi, this guy." he actually was doing something else he wasn't a blacksmith so he but he always you know dreamed of being one he was in kumamoto and he read about the crisis that's happening and he put a hand out he said i'm going to quit what i'm doing and i'm moved to that town and under the care of the other living you know mentor his mentor uh, who's over 70 and said, I will learn this trade. So this was his you oh, know, the, the awesome. mentor's last um, apprenticeship, I guess, to take on. Wow. And it took him about seven years. I, I believe his mentor wasn't too happy about him going, he, he wanted another couple of years. But we don't have that couple of years. He has yeah. to start and he has to um, cultivate his own sales channels. That's a big journey ahead. Yeah. So being able to make something like this is one thing but being able to sell them and support your living is another and that's mm-hmm. where I I hope to to make a difference tiny that's little difference,
0: such but- an important part it's yeah. like you can you can have the best product in the world but if nobody knows about it if that's nobody right. is branding it in the right way that's right you're not going to survive right yeah but
1: they are aware answering to that question they are aware but they are up to here with a yeah. you know everyday production that they um not Just trying to keep up right. That's right. That's yeah, right. So someone has to do these things. Either yeah. The government. No, or you're the... you're doing a
0: great service, and I I want to talk about your role in getting Camilla oil uh, imported into Australia as well in Thank a in you. a second. Wendy uh, says nothing beats quality tools. Good for you promoting this important. Work. Oh, hi, Wendy. Yay! Hi, awesome. You. And uh, Greg says it's. Absolutely remarkable how beautiful these durable, top quality, uh, highly functional items are designed to be. Absolutely. Thank you, Greg, for your comments, Greg. Greg. Yeah. So this Camilla oil uh, has a great story, Yuko. You're going above and beyond just being an importer. Uh, It wasn't able to be imported into other countries and you
1: helped out, right? They tell me, um, I've picked this company, it's not a company, it's NPO, in Kagoshima, in Sakurajima. And um, there are about three different regions in Japan that produce camellia oil. And um, I've picked them because they are the only NPO. And, yeah, I said, you know, I'd love to get your stuff, you know, um, because Lindsay, my husband, practices um, organic gardening. So, you know, he wanted something pure, 100% oil to put on his tools. And it's also edible and it's great for cosmetics. So we we thought we're just going to get 100%. It's a little bit more, but, you know, it's safe and we can do so much to it. You know, we can oil the chopping boards. Anyway, so I contacted them and they said, um, I can sell you this size, but I can't sell you in, you know, litres. And I said, how, how is that? You know, I can't do anything with that size. And they go, well, it's flammable and you need safety data sheet in English. We can't have that. And I'm like, is that it? You just don't have the safety data sheet in English, and they're like, yes, and it is true. It is very expensive to do. Um, it's like that much. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's it's you know that much of a documentation. It's all in English because it's it is flammable, um, and without that, you can't transport to any anywhere. So I said then they did tell me we've got inquiries from america you know these different parts but you just can't sell them they said yeah that's crazy you know that is an opportunity lost and um, these are this is the most um amazing uh, oil particularly for us humans it's um it's got the most oleic acid, which is the fat closest to human skin, meaning the most natural moisturiser of all oil that's available in the market. And, and a lot of people think it's olive oil. That's got more, much more than olive oil, 80%. That's huge. So I said, we, they have to go outside of Japan. And they're like, yes, yes. So... Um, and I said, but it's a, it, you need a lot of things like the boiling point, you know, the chemical compounds. Um, but they said they have that. And from Kagoshima University, they do a research together with Kagoshima University. They said, so you've got all the data. You just have to, you know. And, and they're like, yes, but still. So I said, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> so it took me a week sleepless night pulling it all together learning how to do it and then reading all the other materials that are available in english but i did it so yay <laughs> they said that is oh, awesome, that's pretty awesome. That's that's awesome.
0: awesome. and i i didn't realize about the resilience of camellia that yes. Sakurajima. so you're next to the volcano a yes. lot of plants and houses and everything's damaged if they have an eruption but the yes. camilla flowers survived and that's kind of right. shows the power of this plant I've, I've never heard of this, this is awesome. yes it's
1: very it's a sustainable thing for them that region to grow this because you know um, there is a big eruption Well Sakurinjima, you know it's the most one of the most active volcanoes in the world. So people there often get the ashes on their car. They don't care, though. You know, they just, you know, clean it up and drive away. But that's that sort of region, right? And um, in 85, I think, they had a huge eruption and killed a lot of crops there. And, um, yeah, like you said, the only thing that survived that year and flowered as beautiful as ever was camellia. So they thought, okay, this is what we need to do. And the sad thing about this region, you know, for probably about 1,200 years they've always had camellia and they've always produced oil, but it was never an industry because everyone's got a camellia in their yards and the the fields. They collect the seeds and they go to the refinery. They get the oil themselves. They never buy them. They never sell them. They just grow them. That's just something that they've never made an industry out of in Kagoshima so, so they said um, to themselves oh let's change that you know a lot of people would want this and let's make them you know as a um, commercial trade so that's what they did
0: that's awesome i love that story and i love being able to now know about a new very sustainable product thanks
1: to you oh thank you yeah try that joy on on your skin and our grandmother's time is very popular um this was, uh, you know, one in ha- every household. What they do is, you know, you wash your hair and just on a damp hair, or just, just a little, you know, like all smithere- o- over your damp hair and then dry, uh, blow dry. That stops the, you know, the fizzy ends and the and Yeah, it's really great. Wow, it's awesome. You've got
0: so many. Of course, all the tools is so such a sustainable product because right. you're preserving the heritage. It's something you can use forever. Mm. It does become damaged. You guys are also helping with repairs, right?
1: Yes, thank you for bringing that up. Nearly forgot. Um, so I don't have the – do you have the photos that's broken? Yeah, like that. But my husband dropped it from – the top of the tree or whatever and then it's you know the bottom blade was all chopped in half it just didn't cut anything and then he tried to throw it away and I said don't throw that because it's all very repairable and he was so surprised like even that he said and said, of course it is so so you know we send them back and um yeah that just comes back as new and, but can you see that that, that photo? Um, can you see the little B there, B up on the top? Yeah, that means it's repaired. So that you know the makers make sure that we don't sell that as new. <laughs> that's, that's so Japanese. <laughs> wow! That's a bee, you know, it's like, B grade. It's, it's bee like repaired. the
0: traditional art of repairing pottery, kintsugi, or I've seen uh, aoi tsugi as well. Uh, With the indigo dye, so it the the art of repair is also a very traditional, very important, very sustainable thing that we want to preserve from Japan, right?
1: right? Also, I wanted to to tell you I don't know if you knew this, Joy. You since you guys are all in Japan, um, this is one thing you can do, uh, and I do as well when I go back. That you know, those damaged, you know, um, scissors or even the cheap ones, even the non made-in-Japan ones. You know, any steel you can recycle. You go to, like, Konan or, uh, I don't know, Daiki or those guys, check. Um, There are about 300 points in Japan throughout the country. I think the initiative started in Gifu. I think it was, uh, you know, another blade, Seki, the blade town, um, known for their knives, I guess. Um, But today they probably initiated this movement that now it's across the country. So knock on your local DIY shops and ask if they do recycling and they'll take your finished blaze. And that goes because, uh, you know, like it's really hard to get steel these days and um, that's one thing that we all can do. If you want to get rid of your cheap and not working stuff, and want to buy our very special plates and without feeling guilty, do that. Yeah, no, that's
0: definitely something worth doing. Uh, let's. We have only about five more minutes left. We haven't talked about the axe. Now, we showed the artisan that makes this uh, beautiful four marks. There's actually seven marks maybe connected to the seven lucky gods uh, yes. They protect the person using that's the axe. Right. So that you don't you don't get hurt while you're using such a beautiful axe. Yeah, uh, you, I can't
1: remember which one. There's a four. Yeah, that's that's san yep. Yeah,
0: and just a gorgeous uh, piece of art that you can also use. You said it's very popular. Uh, a lot of people going camping have that's been right. These I, I don't know if
1: you can see the mini one. Um, there's a that that axe is about that size, and there's a mini one for camping like that. It's got mini. Um, craft acts of Mizuno craft acts and that's really popular in Japan I waited a year just to get six like it's so popular especially during COVID because everyone's gone camping and that little thing is so trendy you can put it on on your jeans and you know but um, that is what um, got Mizuno started the big one and um, they've got a lot of different ranges but they again didn't want to go outside of Japan they cuz they can't keep up with the demand in Japan and but my husband Lindsay's is like please some yeah. space some for us, you're
0: please. you're a curator shop you are choosing only the tools that you guys are most excited about um, yeah the top you, of the that you know that customers will love but yeah. even then it's really hard to get these still in Japan that's right um, he's a
1: government certified craftsman wow you know it's, uh, that title it's so hard to get one you He's need a living to legend, be, right? He is. You need to be in the trade for hundred years. How's that? Like that, that's just one of the requirements. So amazing! Yeah. And I love
0: all your your blog, all the information, the connections back throughout history about oh, how you. a lot of these same design of tools are still made uh, going back to the Heian period a thousand years ago. That's Absolutely right. beautiful. That's right.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, um, I was going to do a post uh, this week about Toyama, these guys. They started in 80, 1862 or one, I think, and that's when our, we believe our house was built in Hiroshima. So, you know, back then they were still wearing kimono and hakama and katana, you know, the sword in on the side. That's when they started. So... There's a lot of research and development you know in, in packed into this you know modern um tool that you know that's got to be trusted
0: yeah well, thank you so much, Hugo, for all the great work that you're doing, and I'm so excited to hear that you're getting such a positive reaction and thank so you. many gardeners and florists and bakers are really embracing these amazing, well-made, beautiful uh, artisan, you know, made in Japan, kind of a dying trade, but you're really helping to keep it alive. So thank you so much oh, for all thank you're doing. You.
1: Um, Joy, just shoot me if this is not good f- for you, but my staff has just um, prepared, it's coming through my phone, and um, discount code for your audience. Do you do that or not? Yeah, yeah, go I'll ahead. Go oh, great. It. Because, um, yeah, um, you guys can get duty free. Anyway, um, I mean, some of them would be sent from Japan as well. So, you know, um, it's all good. Uh, the code for, that's valid for a, a month For specifically for your audience, Joy, is um, S- SL sustainability on a seeking sustainability live, live okay, seeking sustainability SSL 10. So it's you get 10% off okay. all for for uh, a month, so exactly 18th of uh, June it expires okay on our e commerce website www.shokuninstore.com. Shokunin, by the way, is artisan, so I don't know if you can put that web. Web up somewhere. Yep, I've got it in the show time. notes, and oh, I'm putting it into the
0: chat again right now. So SSL 10. I'll look got forward it. to receiving your orders, and um, yeah, you would love them.
1: All the things that we, we I'm, have. On there.
0: I'm saving my money. Every time I need a new tool, I'm only buying from you guys now. <laughs> Yay! Um, so we've got really good.
1: Um, um, sorry, I know you're out of the time, but got really good fabric scissors they're really hard to come by and we've got some left handers and 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 a few things because they're really hard to come by at this level i know that but we're trying to be inclusive so yeah just um hit on our website That's and- awesome
0: well i am gonna make good use i don't sew but these scissors make me want to start you know i'm gonna
1: find beautiful ways to enjoy these scissors you know, they, they use that scissors to make Japanese wagashi, you know, the sweets. Oh. You know, those, um, those I'm, I'm more
0: excited about making wagashi than sewing.
1: So that sure, might be sure. my,
0: my technique.
1: They yeah. <laughs> them dry and uh, you'll have them for the rest of your life. I
0: love them. Yes. I love them. I'm going to use them forever. Thank okay. you so much, Yuko. Thanks Enjoy for all the work that you're doing. Thanks, thank everyone, you. for joining. And uh, join us again next time. Have a great day. Take
1: care. You all seem like such nice people. Does anyone know what we're doing here? Some of us seem content carrying on. Some of us are hell-bent on making ourselves clear. You all seem like such nice people. Has anyone seen?